we're in a series called The Voice. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Now that's what we all want, isn't it? That's what we all need. We want and need to hear the voice of God directing our lives. God's voice is the voice of truth and it's the voice of instruction that we often so desperately need. But that doesn't mean it's always easy to hear God speak. Sometimes we have to learn to listen. So in the very first message in this series, that's what we talked about, learning to listen. Hearing God is tied to our obedience, our willingness to, to obey God. And so we learn from the story of Samuel. And Samuel prayed a prayer. I just wondered if you remember what the prayer is. It was six words long, and I ask you to begin praying this prayer. Do you remember what the prayer is? Speak, for your servant is listening. I hope that some of you are still praying that prayer. I am, from time to time, uh, especially when I'm by myself, and like if I'm driving by myself, or if I'm walking somewhere uh, from the house to here or something, I often have gotten the habit of saying that prayer that Samuel prayed, Speak, for your servant is listening. That was the first message. Then in the second message, we looked at when God whispers. God doesn't always shout to get our attention. Sometimes He whispers. And what we learn from the story of Elijah is that in the hardest times of life, God often speaks the softest because that's when He's the closest. See, when you whisper to someone, you're close to them. And in the hardest times of life, God often speaks the softest. Because that's when He's the closest. God whispers to renew our faith. And He whispers to restore our hope. And He whispers sometimes to redirect our lives. But today in this third message, the title of the message is, Is That You, God? You see, from time to time over the years, people have asked me, Pastor, when I listen for God to speak, how can I be sure that it is God that I'm hearing? See, this is a problem we all wrestle with. As we try to hear from God, there are other voices whispering to us as well. There are really three different voices we can hear. One is the voice of God. The second is the voice of our own fleshly desires. And the third is the voice of of the devil. Those voices are so different, you would think it would be easy to tell them apart. But in fact, it's just the opposite. It's easy to get them confused. And here's why. The voice of God can easily be drowned out by the background noise in our lives. You see, God only tends to, or God tends to speak to people who are really trying to listen to Him. When there's a lot of background noise going on in our world, when we're constantly texting and multitasking and running here and there and very, very busy and hurried, it's difficult to hear the voice of God. Then on top of that, there's the voice of our flesh. The voice of our flesh is opposite from the voice of God because the voice of our flesh often screams at us. The voice of our flesh screams for our attention, especially when we're under pressure or if we want something really, really badly. Our flesh has the ability to imitate God's voice. And we can sometimes convince ourselves that God has spoken when in reality it was not God at all. It was simply our fleshly desires crying out for fulfillment. And then the third voice that we sometimes hear is, of course, the voice of the devil. And he is very, very deceptive. He's the father of lies and he is the great deceiver. And his goal is to mess up your life. And he has many tricks to to do that. Many tricks to convince you to listen to him 
rather than to listen to God. An important thing for you to know is this. Whenever the devil speaks, listen to this, he often speaks through somebody you know. He uses somebody else's voice. Now that comes straight out of Scripture. Matthew chapter 16, you don't have to turn there, but in Matthew 16, Jesus spoke to somebody he knew, a man named Simon Peter, somebody who was one of his followers, somebody who was a very close friend to him. And Jesus said to Simon Peter these words, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus was absolutely convinced that sometimes Satan can speak to us through the voices of others, through the voices of people that we know. Sometimes through the voices of people who are even very, very close to us. And so you look at all that. There's the voice of God. There's the voice of my inner desires. There's the voice of the devil. How in the world can I really make sure that I'm hearing from God? Well, it's kind of difficult. And that's why we're talking about it today. And if you've followed the sports pages, we've seen an example of how easy it is to think you're hearing from God when maybe you haven't. I don't know if you've heard this story, but... At the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis this year, former San Diego State running back Adam Muema left the combine because he said God told him to. He wanted to, to play for the Seattle Seahawks. And he said that God told him that if he left the combine and did not do the workouts, that he'd be drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. So he left. Before the running backs did their workouts, before he had a chance to show what he could do to all of the scouts that were there, he left, and his quote was, you can't go wrong with God. He told me to sit down and be quiet and enjoy the peace. Then, after that, he left Indianapolis with still his combine work clothes, uh, a running outfit on, with his uh, workout clothes on. He left the combine, got on a plane in Indianapolis, flew to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is where he was living and, and working out down there, and he stayed in the airport for four days without eating. Because God told him to. He said he heard the voice of God and God told him just to stay in the airport. And so he stayed there for four days. Now this week, he has recently tweeted, I think it was on Thursday, that he has no plans now to play football or to further his career at all in the NFL. Seems like God has changed his mind, apparently. But the reason he said this is because he's now following somebody on, on, on uh, Twitter who claims to speak for God. And so now he's not even going to try the NFL because now he's following this prophet who, who speaks for God. You know what? We could shake our head at that and we could perhaps laugh or snicker at that or we could say, poor guy. But in reality, I think a lot of us have done it. Maybe not to that degree. Maybe not quite so sensational. But I think perhaps you've done it. I know I've done it when I've said, well, God told me to. When in reality, maybe God didn't tell me to. Maybe it was my own fleshly desires, and I convinced myself it was God. Or maybe it was the devil trying to deceive me and to mess up my life, and I convinced myself it was God. So how can you be sure that you're hearing from God? I don't know if you've discovered this, but hearing from God is not like receiving a text message. It's not like receiving an email. Wouldn't it be great if it was, though? Wouldn't it be good if you could just open up Facebook and there was a message from God? You know, instant message from God right there. That would be nice because 
sometimes I think that I'm more capable of hearing what I wish God was saying rather than what God really is saying. Sometimes I found out that I can make it up or I can mess it up. So I have to be very, very careful to make sure that I'm hearing the voice of God. So how in the world can you and I discern whether it's God's voice or it's the voice of our own fleshly desires or if it's the voice of the devil? Please understand before we get into text what I'm not saying. I'm not talking about those times when you're trying to hear from God and you don't hear anything and you're not sure what to do. You've got a decision to make and you're not sure what to do. I'm not talking about that. That's another message we'll probably get to in this series. I'm talking about those times when you've got to make a decision and you think you have heard from God. But how can you be sure? How can you make sure that it's God's voice you're hearing? Now, over the years, here's some of the ways that I've done this. Over the years, I have used some filters to help me to distinguish if I'm hearing God's voice. Over the years, I'll take what I think I'm hearing from God and run it through some filters to see if this is God. Sometimes, I'll tell you now, I'm going to give you four filters. Sometimes, not all of these filters are applicable to what I'm dealing with. It's not applicable to every situation. But these four filters can greatly help you make important and sometimes life-changing decisions. And so I'm going to give you the four filters today. And when you think you're hearing from God but you're not sure, just run through these four filters. Run it through each of these filters. If you, if you get hung up on one filter, then it's time to slow down. It's time maybe to pull back. It's time to make sure you're, you're hearing the right thing. And so let me encourage you to write these down as I give you the four filters and, and ask yourself these, and they're all posed as a question. The first filter, the first question is this one. Does what I'm hearing sound like Jesus? Does what I'm hearing sound like Jesus? Open your Bibles with me to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I'm going to start at verse 1. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen, this is Jesus speaking, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber, and the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for, for him, and the sheep, listen to this, watch this, the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because, because what? Fill in the blank. Because they they know his voice. Look at verse 27. Jesus again speaking. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Now compare that to verse 5. Look what he says in verse 5. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Such a critical statement there. They do not recognize a stranger's voice. The emphasis here is not just on hearing someone, but it's what we might call trustful hearing. The sheep follow because they recognize and they trust the voice that they're hearing. It was routine in Jesus' day for all the shepherds to keep their sheep in one common sheepfold, one, one big pen, and someone was the keeper of the gate. And in the morning, the shepherds would come one by one to the, to the gate, 
and they would call out to the sheep. And the sheep that morning would hear lots of voices. They'd hear the voices of different shepherds. And they would stay right where they were until they heard a voice that sounded familiar. And when they heard the voice that sounded familiar, when they heard the voice of their shepherd, the sheep would follow the shepherd because they recognized and they trusted that voice. And Jesus said, that's the way it is with my followers. Those who truly follow me will recognize, trust, and follow my voice. And so when you're making a huge decision, an important decision, and you're trying to discern, is this really God? Ask yourself, does this sound like something my shepherd would say? Does this sound like Jesus? Does this sound like something He would ask me to do? Can I imagine Jesus taking the action I'm considering taking? Is that my shepherd I hear speaking? Does it sound like something Jesus would say? That's the first filter. Just ask yourself that very practical question. Does this sound like Jesus? I can give you all kinds of examples of things that you, you're facing and you've got to decide, is, is, that, is that the voice of God? Is that the voice of my own fleshly desires? Or is that the voice of the devil? One of the things that will bring clarity to you in some situations is if you'll ask that question, does this sound like Jesus? Here's another filter. Number two, is it scriptural? Is it scriptural? Go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Before I read the text, let me tell you about this one. This one filter can save you a lot of heartache and a lot of regret if you'll use it correctly. Psalm 119. Look in verse uh, 104. The psalmist wrote, I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. I gain understanding, he said. I, I understand what I should do. I, I gain understanding of what you want. I gain understanding of what you're telling me from your precepts, from your word. Therefore, I hate every wrong path because I'm hearing you speak. I, I understand what you want. He says something very similar in verse 133. Go down to verse 133. He says, direct my footsteps according to your word. Lord, I want you to direct where my feet go. Direct my footsteps according to your word. And so you need to ask yourself, as you're facing these, these big decisions in life, you need to ask yourself, is what, I'm, what I think I'm hearing, is it scriptural? Search the scriptures. Because listen to this, somebody get ready to say amen. Listen to this, his voice will always be consistent with his word. Always. Now, how do, you, how do you search the Scriptures trying to listen for the voice of God? I'll give you three ways. Number one, stay immersed in God's Word on a daily basis so that your conscience becomes sensitive to God's voice and to God's ways. Just immerse yourself on a daily basis. If you're trying to discern, is this God speaking? You need to dive into the Word of God on a daily basis so that your conscience is becoming more and more sensitive to what the Father may want to say to you. Number two, Carefully consider if, you, if what you're sensing contradicts anything in God's Word. And listen to this principle. If, it contra if what you're hearing contradicts God's Word, it is not from God. It is either your own fleshly desires or it is the voice of Satan. In no form or fashion will God ever contradict what He says in His Word. 
God will never, never direct you to do anything that is in violation to His Word. Or maybe I can put it this way. Whatever you hear God say, you ought to be able to say, and I found something right here that matches what God said. Whatever He speaks in our hearts has to match what's on the printed page. Here's the third thing that will help you as far as searching the Scripture. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open as you're reading God's Word because if you're really seeking to hear God's voice, I promise you somewhere along the way and you're saturating yourself in God's Word, somewhere along the way there's going to be a Scripture that jumps off the page at you. There's going to be a Scripture that grabs your attention, that directs directly speaks to your situation. But no matter how badly you want to do something, and no matter how justified you feel in doing it, if if your desires are not in line with the Scripture, I can tell you something, it is certainly not the voice of God you're hearing. So ask yourself, run, run it through this filter. Is this scriptural? Just this week I read about a man whose life is so messed up. He, he is living an ungodly life. And, and he, he was justifying and rationalizing it this way. He said, well, God and I have an understanding. I've talked to God about it. He and I have an understanding. He has deceived himself. He's listening to the voice of the enemy or the voice of his own fleshly desires. But he is not hearing from God. Because, ask yourself, is this scriptural? And if it's... If it contradicts what's in God's Word, it is not God speaking. Third filter is this one, number three. What do the people you most trust think about it? You think you hear God saying something. What do the people you most trust think about it? You're in Psalms. Go over to the right to Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12. I'll give you a couple of scriptures here that will be so directly related uh, to this principle. Proverbs 12.15 says, The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. The way of a fool seems right to him. Your own fleshly desires can convince you that this is right. Your own fleshly desires can convince you it's okay to do what you're considering doing. Your own fleshly desires will convince you that you're justified in the decision you are about to make. The way of a fool seems right to him. And then in verse, the second half of the verse it says, But a wise man listens to advice. The same general counsel is in chapter 15. Go over there to verse 22. Chapter 15, verse 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. This is what we sometimes call seeking godly counsel. And when you're trying to discern if you really are hearing from God, you need to seek godly counsel. The idea here is that whenever you sense God is speaking to you, find two or three veteran Christians who preferably are people who know you well and are further down the road spiritually than you are and take some time to seek their counsel. Now listen carefully. Listen, listen, listen. Do not go to the pagan that you work with and say, what do you think I ought to do about this? Do not go to the person who, who has no relationship with the Lord and say, what's your opinion about this? Because I promise you, Satan will use that and your own fleshly desires to convince you that God has spoken when in fact God has not spoken. But find two or three close Christian friends who know you well, 
people who trust you, people that you trust and people who love you, people who, who are further down the road than you are in your walk with God, and say, listen, this is what I sense God is saying. Do you think this is God speaking? And they'll do one of two things. They'll either say, yes, I believe that is God's voice. I believe God is telling you that. Or they will say, no, I think you're about to make a mistake and you need to be very, very careful. Seek godly counsel as you're trying to discern, is this God's voice? Here's the fourth filter that you need to run things through. Have I confirmed what God is saying through fasting and prayer? Have I confirmed what God is saying through fasting and prayer? Go to uh, Acts chapter 13. In the New Testament, Acts chapter 13. In the New Testament church, in the early days of the church, they had never been on what we do all the time, a mission trip. They had never gone on what we would call a mission trip. But in Acts chapter 13, the voice of God speaks to the young church, that young New Testament church, and tells them to set apart Saul and Barnabas for the work that he's going to send them out on and they leave Jewish territory and go into the Gentile world to spread the gospel around the world. It was a radical, fantastic, amazing, jaw-dropping idea that they would leave Jewish territory and go to the Gentile world and take the gospel to them. But I want you to know, notice how they heard the voice of God in this situation. Chapter 13, verse 1. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. They didn't choose everybody. They chose Saul and Barnabas because that's what they sensed God was saying. They heard the voice of God. And how did they hear the voice of God? It was during a time of worship and fasting and praying. Nehemiah in the Old Testament is another example. When he heard about the the destruction of Jerusalem, he wanted to do something about it. He spent weeks fasting and praying, trying to hear God's voice about what to do. You see, prayer and fasting makes you sensitive to God's voice and to the leading of His Holy Spirit. And it might be at some level in your life, this week, you you need to skip lunch one day. And you need to get away by yourself. And you need to fast and pray and say, God, I just want to make sure, am I really hearing Your voice on this? Or maybe this week you're going to get away for more than than a lunch break. Maybe it'll be you'll fast an entire day. Or maybe you'll fast an entire week or even longer. Seeking to hear God's voice and confirm what you hear God saying to you. I've done this several times in my life. Different times in my life in ministry when I want to make sure that I'm hearing from God. I'll take a day and sometimes a few days. And I'll fast and I'll pray. And I'll try to make sure that I, that I am positioning myself to listen to God. Now, please understand that fasting and prayer does not convince God to speak to you. That's not the purpose. It's not to twist God's arm and say, okay, see me starving to death. I really, 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 really want you to speak to me. Fasting and praying is not to convince God to speak to you. Fasting and praying is is simply you taking the time to listen more than you've ever listened before. It's simply you taking the time to to listen better to what God is saying. It could be that the reason that you're having a problem discerning God's voice 
is because perhaps you've been voice hunting more than you have been God hunting. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, if we're not careful, the thing we want most from God sometimes are simply the details. You ever been like this? God, I need the details. I, I need to know when. I need to know how. I need to know where. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. And I need to know the details. And I'm, at, and I'm asking God to give me the details. And I've been guilty of seeking God's direction and God's blessing sometimes more than I have sought God. And so in fasting and prayer, it's your chance to seek God and not just details from God. Fasting and prayer is your time to focus on Him. Because knowing Him is how you recognize His voice. So fasting and prayer is your opportunity to tune out the world and tune in to Him. Not just seeking His voice, but seeking Him. And as you seek Him, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, things begin to clarify. All of a sudden, you begin to hear that voice behind you that says, this is the way. Walk in it. So those are some of the filters that I've used over the years and maybe that you need to use because when you're trying to say, God, is that you? It's so easy to be deceived. It's so easy to get it wrong. It's so easy to mess it up. So when you think you've heard from God, run it through those four filters. And if you get caught in one of those filters, then it's time to pull back, slow down, and make sure that it's God speaking. Let's pray about that. Would you join me? Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Father, I pray today for these dear people. I know some perhaps are facing very big decisions. Some are facing challenges and some are facing temptations. And Lord, it's so easy to convince ourselves that we've heard from You when in reality, all we may be hearing is our own fleshly desires or it might be the voice of the enemy. And so I pray that You'd help us to seek You, to seek Your desires, to seek Your will. To follow Matthew 6, it says, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Help us to seek You. And as we seek You, may we hear Your voice. And may You say to us, This is the way. Walk in it. I pray that in Jesus' name. Now with every head bowed, every eye still closed. What I've talked about today might be foreign to you because you don't know Jesus as your shepherd. When we talked about that very first filter, does it sound like Jesus? Does it sound like your shepherd? For some of you, you have no idea what that's like. You don't know Christ that way. You're coming to church. Maybe you've been baptized, but you don't know Christ that way. But today you can. I'm challenging you and asking you today to respond by giving your heart to Christ and publicly acknowledging today that you're claiming Him as your Lord and as your Savior. Then and only then will you hear the voice of God clearly 
throughout your life. Father, I pray if there is somebody that they don't know you as Savior, may you give them the courage to be honest and may you give them the conviction to respond to your loving, gracious invitation of forgiveness and a new life. And I ask that in Christ's name. Amen.